0: Good morning, aloha, welcome, God is a God of new beginnings, his mercy is new for us every morning, and his love is renewed for us every morning, aren't you glad you serve a God like that, amen, let's give God a praise this morning. How many of you guys are ready for the new year, you're just pumped, you're ready to have a fresh start at things, and when you're writing down the year, you're still writing 2015, anybody did that yet this year? Okay, I uh, (laughs) have... I, don't have, I haven't done it yet, but it will happen probably this month at some point. Well, we are starting a brand new series called Mindset. And it's really incredible because I, I so happened upon this book called Mindset. And the way I found it was on Facebook. Facebook is good for a number of things. Every once in a while you'll find a great article. And I saw one that said, Bill Gates, five, top five books, top five picks this year. And I read. I was like, I want to find out because I'm into books. You know, I like to read at least two a month. That's my goal. I don't always reach that goal. But I looked at this article, and Bill Gates reads 60 books a year. So that's five per month. He's an insatiable reader. He had five books that he picked out of that 60. And he listed them and said, hey, you should probably read these books. They're great. And so I looked at him. I was like, those five books look great. I'm going to pick three, and I'm going to buy them. So I bought them, and one of them was a mindset by a psychologist called Carol um, Dwick. And it talks about the way we see things. Now, she talks about this different types of mindsets. And when I was a kid growing up, there were different kind of mindsets and the way they would educate you. Okay? And I went to a public school. Well, at first I was homeschooled. How many of you guys homeschooled or experienced that before? Okay, great. We at least have one person that can relate to me on that. Then I was taken to public school. How many went to public school? Okay, I went to public school, had a great time, had my first girlfriend, fell in love, gave teddy bears and love letters, and oh, yeah, third grade. And uh, then I went to private school, Christian private school. How many went to Christian private school? Okay, great. I went to Christian private school and, or just private school, and it was tough because the homeschooling and then kind of switching around schools left me a little bit behind. I, I didn't really know how to read well and I was floundering. I was getting C's and D's in the private school. And in the public school, I was kind of making it happen. But what happens is, kind of around that fourth or fifth grade time, who you are intellectually in the school system starts to solidify, it becomes fixed. And you start failing. Or you, have, you, or you succeed in the, way that, the type of way that they teach people with that, uh, that one track way of, of thinking. They train you in it. And if you don't fit and if you start to fall behind, then you're a failure. Then you're not intelligent. And the teachers will say this sometimes, unfortunately, about you. Or the other students who see your grade list that are posted on the wall will look at you in a different way. And you yourself will look at yourself and you say, I'm stupid. I'm not smart. And what can happen is is you get stuck in this fin- fixed mindset is that I will have a limited amount of intelligence and growth. And that's what happened to me. I started, I, I started floundering. And I was kind of lost. And there was nobody there to help me, except for in my fifth grade, there was this young or oh, this older lady named Mixon McGinnis. She literally handpicked me. The private school didn't want to give me that attention. They thought they there were other people there that could have used the help. But they, she handpicked me, pulled me aside, and taught me to read. She took me from like a first grade reading level to the, all the way up to the fifth grade. She taught me for the first time how to study for a test. And all of a sudden, my world became alive because she, she taught me how to teach myself something. And everything changed because I went to, hey, you're stupid, and you're, you're, you're going to be placed here the rest of your life and where these intelligent kids are going to thrive. To where, no, you have the ability to change things by you to making an effort and growing in your intelligence And I got excited. I started getting straight in sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, started getting straight A's. But I was still in the lower level classes. And then by the high school, I was still in the lower level classes getting straight A's. I'm like, I'm wasting my talent. I'm smart. I told myself that I'm smart, I'm intelligent, I can do this. And all of a sudden, I went to the counselor and I said, hey, I don't really want to be in these lower level classes. I want to be put in the advanced placement. She's like, well, that's impossible. I'm like, no, it isn't. I want to do it. She's like, you'd have to double up on math classes, double up on English classes. You'd have to double. And for the end of high school, I was in all advanced placement classes. Succeeding. A's, B's. Very rarely a B. And I did this because my mindset, my mindset, shifted from being fixed and that there's limited resources and they're only so far that I can go to where I said no. The capacity for our intelligence, the capacity to be great parents, the capacity to be great businesswomen and men, the capacity to be intelligent is unlimited. All we have to do is say, I'm gonna choose to figure this out. It may be different than the way the teacher's teaching it. Or maybe I have to buy some books and self-teach myself. And maybe I have to step out of the box and maybe I have to start thinking differently about my identity. And that's what happened. And it changed my life. Now, what happens in life is sometimes you can get setbacks. You get, you hit a wall and you fall down, you have a failure. And what happens is you automatically revert back into the fixed mindset. Depression seeks in, hopelessness seeks in, and you get stuck. And you can't move forward. It's the automatic default of the human mind. is that fixed mentality. Now, if you were ever uh, stranded on a desert island, desert island or jungle island, hopefully it's some kind of island where you could survive. But you know the difference between the people that get stranded somewhere with no help, no food, no water, nothing? The difference between people who live and die are the people who have the mindset that I have the capacity to learn, I have the capacity to survive, and I'm gonna take action right now to do that. The people who say, hey, there's no water here, there's no food here, there's no way of escape, they just give up hope. They give up, and then what? They die. This is how important the difference between having a fixed mindset is between having a growth mindset. And like I said, some of you are here today, and life hits you hard. And with your business, you're just kind of cruise control at this point. And you're not thinking innovatively, how could I get more customers? Or maybe you have gotten to a place spiritually in your life where it's also on cruise control. There's no, there's no time or effort on your own to know God, to meet him, to, to find him, seek him. Maybe in your parenting, you're just like, you know what? I'm, I'm a failure at a parent, and my kids are turning out terrible. It's never, never going to change. I'm always who I am. I, I never said I'd be like my mom or my dad, but guess what I turned out to be? Just like them. Can't change. And we have this fixed mindset. I'm here to tell you this morning that some of you are on cruise control. And this morning, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you that your minds there's a light bulb that can turn on that can say, "Hey, I can make change through my effort, through trying harder, to thinking through a different, possibly a different way." So my marriage is is not so good, but there's there's got to be a way to figure out how to make it better. But some of us were, were stuck on that, and I really believe this morning that God is going to turn the light bulb on and some of our hearts and our minds to change that mindset because it'll change the trajectory of your life. They say if you get lost in the desert and you have to make it from point A to point B, like 50 miles, 500 miles, 100 miles, whatever, if you're off one degree, you'll miss the oasis. And if your mindset is off in this new year, you'll find yourself stuck and discouraged so what I want to do is I want to pray. I want to ask invite God to help us with this. Because this, this takes his spirit to shift a mindset. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you so much for what you're doing in our hearts and our lives and how you're bringing new life, new mercies, new love, uh, new growth in, in our hearts, our minds, and our businesses, and our, our families. Lord, we're excited about what you're going to teach us in this series this month. And Lord, we just pray that your spirit right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, would, would just open up hearts, Lord, and that you would give us peace, and uh, uh, knowing that you've got all this in your hands, all of our problems, all of our issues, you have them in your hands, and that you will show us how to think outside of the box, how to overcome, because God, you are a God of unlimited knowledge, power, resources, and love, and we thank you for that, and we pray that in Jesus' precious name, and everybody said Amen, amen. Now, I've been spending time asking God, God, where do you see the awakening? Where ought to I see the awakening a year from now? What are the things that, the hopes that I have for growth at the Awakening Church? What are the things that you have in your heart for the waking that may be beyond my ability to see because my perspective is here and your, your perspective is here. And I really wanted to get away. Actually, one of my best friends, Morgan uh, Parr, is in the house. He's, he's from uh, Huntington Beach, great friend of mine. Knew him from the first day of uh, university. And he's been a big encouragement for me and support for me over many years. And I'm, he flew out here just to spend some time with me, encourage me, and go see God together. We went up at EO... And spend some time just praying and just encouraging each other. It was really cool because when you get away from all the distraction, when you get away from all the demands and things going on, and you just go just for the sole purpose of seeking God, powerful things happen. Mindsets change. New visions are brought. And so I'm sitting there up at Eon. This is like secluded tarot patch away from where all the tourists are, and we're, we're just sitting there, being still, praying, resting in God's spirit. And I remember all the things going through my mind. I'm like, man, I got a message to finish today. I'm going to be sharing vision um, tomorrow. I'm going to be sharing with the church where we're going, and we, we're starting our new series. I don't have the message completely all together, and I'm all stressed. I'm stressed. And all of a sudden, so I'm laying on this rock, looking up. The sun bursts open and shines down, and I feel this warmth, and I'm looking at all the, the, the big cliffs and the rocks, and I'm seeing the sun rays flashing through, and I see all the, the canopy of the jungle uh, palms and, and trees, and the light is dancing on the top of the leaves, and it's just beauty, and I felt tangibly, I felt the life the, in the trees and everything around me was like was buzzing. But it was God's spirit saying, Stephen, I'm in the house. What's up? And I'm like, oh, yeah, God's in the house. We're hanging out with God. Me and Morgan up in the EO Valley, Valley of God. And it was so cool. And you know what he said to me right off the bat? He said, I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so glad. I've been looking forward to this. And he said, none of that stuff you're planning, none of that message thing you're worried about, matters only now matters in this moment and i felt just his love i mean we, it was really a great time and it was you know cuz i was stressing and and after a time of prayer and just seeking god all the things that i needed were right under my nose and I didn't realize it's right there. And we're going to talk about a story about that. But before you do, there is a verse that's going to be our theme verse this month. And we're going to actually include it in every week. And you can find it in Romans chapter 12. And by the way, there's some custom awakening Bibles back there. We want to bless you with that. If you don't have your Bible, it's cool. It's awakening one. And, and it's our gift to you. Or if you have a smartphone. Anybody got smartphones up in the house? Okay. All right. You got your Bible right there handy dandy in your hands. You can download the awakening free app. Listen to God's word. Listen to messages. And uh, it's a really cool app. You should check it out. Anyway, Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. This is the theme verse. And you should write this down in a way that you could repost it onto your fridge, put it somewhere where it's obvious, where you can see it, so that you can be refined, so that you can be challenged, so that you can grow from this, okay? This is what Paul says in Romans, talking about the way we think, okay? Check it out. He says what? Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God... Transform you into a new person by what? By changing the way you think, mindset. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. It's awesome. And, you know, there's other translations. When I look up these verses, I look at multiple translations of the Bible, and I like looking at different ones. The New Living Translation is the one we just read, but there's the NLT version which says, basically, do not, um, it said, oh, here, it's right here. I'm sorry, i got to go right here. Do, do not conform to the pattern. Do not conform to the pattern. This world has a big cookie cutter, and you're like a piece of dough. And you know what they want to do is they want to, am Cookie cutter! You have to fit into this mold. That's who you are. That's who you're made to be. You have a fixed level of intelligence. You have a fixed level of spiritual growth. You have a fixed level of success in your life. And that's who you're going to be. And that's who you need to be. In fact, our whole culture survives off of this. They have people, thousands, millions of people showing up to their jobs every day, miserable, like robots, clocking in, Robot, 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 put this in this aisle. Put the, you know. And they're miserable and they're, and they're stuck in this cookie cutter life where they could do greater things. They have greater gifts and capacities that they even understand. But because they have settled it in their mind, they're limited. And here Paul is saying literally, hey, don't copy that. Don't be, uh, don't be a cookie cutter. Don't be a stamp-produced, mass-produced product. You are a unique masterpiece. God has made you special and unique, and, and you cannot be stuck in that kind of thing. You can't be limited by that. You've got to change the way you think, and that way you're becoming a new person, and you understand, hey, this is what God's plan is for you. Isn't that exciting? Wouldn't you be excited to really know and sit down with God one-on-one for an hour and say, hey, like, put it out on bullet point. God, this is what you want to do with my life, A, B, C, D, D. But here's the thing. When you hang out with God and you're not becoming a cookie cutter and getting stamped out, and you're hanging out with him, you start to think differently. Mindsets change. And then you figure out what is pleasing, what is good and perfect for your life. How many of you want that? I want that. How many of you? See, I I have this mind that is kind of quirky sometimes. I think like sci-fi sometimes. And I think about how maybe there's this big, like, uh, three-dimensional hologram in heaven that lights up. And it shows your life. It's one starting point. But then it has, like, a gazillion different branches of, like, how it could have turned out. If, you, if a, you have a decision here, A, B, and then there's a fork in the road and your life changes. And then it does it again and again. And there's this life here. The life that you could have lived, the best version of you. And then there's like the life you could have lived, the worst version of you. How many of you want to live the best version of you possible? Anybody in here? I do. But that requires a change in mindset. Not being cookie-cuttered and stamped out. Hey, a lot of people that get stuck in this cookie cutter, they have that fixed mindset. And one of the most popular words is, I can't, I can't. I talk to Kayulani a lot when she's doing her German lessons on the computer. And she gets to a point where she hits a wall and she says, I can't. And I say, no, you can Sometimes people will say to you, It can't be done. It can be done. That's our, that's our main point this morning. Write it down. It can be done, and we will do it together. If you're willing to change your mindset as a church, you individually in your lives, in your spiritual walk, we can do it together. We can do big things, out of the box type things, exciting things. Now, A growth mindset, what is it? Let's get a little bit more into that, okay? Let's get a little bit more into a growth mindset. We'll write this down. Growth mindset is a new idea of who we are and who God is. Who we are and who God is. It's an issue of identity. And I want to go to the story. There's a perfect story for it. It's the story of Gideon. You can find it in Judges, chapter 6 and 7. So you can have that ready to go if you want. Um, And it'll also be on the screen. But the story of Gideon is super cool because here's the thing. The people of Israel had been disobedient. They had had walked away from God. They rejected him. They were being conformed and rubber stamped out to be fitting the customs of the world. And God came in there and judged them. And what happens is this this raiding horde called the Midianites came. And what they would do is they would just kind of like take over and occupy and they would just kind of put their tents up in the land and, and kind of just hang out. They wouldn't kill all the, the people that they've invaded. They would use their power and their might to intimidate, but they would basically become a parasite where they wouldn't do any of the work. They would just feed off of the people that they invaded until they were just decimated, then they'd go on to the next place. And that's what they were doing with Israel. They were just leeching it, bleeding it, little by little, oppressive, fixed, fixed, Mindset. And once you get beat down just a little bit, we get stuck. Like elephants, for example, you only have to chain them up for so many years with a chain. And then they will never leave the confines of the, the stake you put in the ground because in their mind they've, they've decided that that chain is, is there and it's not even there anymore. But the, the Israelites had this fixed mindset. Gideon, he's living in fear. He's actually trying to take the last of his wheat and... Th- thresh it, throw it up, and sift it. And usually you do that on the top of a hill somewhere where there's wind, and you can throw the, the, the grains up, and the wind blows the chaff away. But Gideon is not on the top of a hill somewhere where he's visible to the Midianites. No, he's under a tree in, in, a, in a wine press underneath the ground, in the ground. There's no wind down there, and he's, he's threshing the wheat. And He's alone. And he's afraid. And this is where God intervenes and and appears to him. In Judges chapter 7, verse 7 through 8, the Lord told Gideon with, I'm sorry, wrong verse. Here we go. Judges chapter 6, verse 12 through 16. So the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are the miracles of our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Let's pause there. So we're talking about growth mindset, having a new idea of who we are and who God is. Well, this part right here is who God is. Gideon has a mentality and a mindset, it's fixed, on who God is. Like, hey, God, I heard all these great stories about you, the things that you've done in the past for our ancestors, but look at us now. Where are you? So he's questioning who God is, God's identity. God is a God, a faithful God, a God that follows through the promises. God delivers, and he's questioning that. But not only does he questioning God, check this out. It goes even deeper than that with Gideon in verse 14. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have, I love that, right, underline that, the strength you have, and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. And the Lord said to him, I will be with you. And I and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. I love this. When God addresses Gideon, he addresses him as mighty hero. Mighty hero? Gideon's the weakest. And the weakest of his family, the weakest clan of Israel. He's... He's weak, that's who he is in his mind. He's God is not faithful in his mind. And he is weak in his mind. And God interrupts this fixed mindset and calls him out by name. Mighty hero. You're gonna kick the Midianite's tail as if you were fighting against one guy. Isn't that cool? Like God's idea of us, his mindset is much greater then our mindset, uh, his capacity to be greater than what we limit him to is much greater than what we limit, so, so Gideon is wrestling here with identity, who God is, and so in order to get a, a growth mindset, we have a new, new idea of who we are and who God is, and the second part is, uh, if, if, if we want to understand growth mindset, we need to have a fresh humility and reliance on God. Because it's not anything that we can awaken in in our own minds. It's something that we have to ask God for is to open up the way we think. If we try to do it on our own, it's like the Bible says, do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. Don't rely, don't trust in you. Somebody, you know, some people put a lot of, Trust in themselves, but trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. He's got the answer. So here's what happens. We're having a a fresh humility and reliance on God. Amen? That's what we need to do. This is what Gideon, this is what happens to Gideon. I don't think he chose into it, but this is what God sets the play for him here in Judges chapter 7, verse 2 through 3. Let's check it out right here. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many warriors with you. Let me, wait, wait. Let me pause here. Gideon had somehow mustered up in the distance between the last verses that we read. He mustered up 32,000 warriors. That's pretty cool. Right? That's a pretty good job. Like, he, dude, when, when, when God went to him and called him mighty warrior, mighty hero, he was inspired. And he's like, all right, I'm getting ready. people riled up. 32 showed up. But that's a drop in the water compared to the hordes of Midianites that were trained in battle. And so, Gideon brings 32,000. And that's where we pick up, again in verse two, "If I let you fight the Midianites, the Israelites will boast to me that they save themselves by their own strength. Therefore, tell the people, whoever is timid and afraid may leave this mountain and go home. So. How many of them left? 22,000 left. I mean, how deflating, how debilitating to see 32,000 people and all of a sudden two-thirds of them said, eh, I'm just not into this. I'm out of here. And Gideon invites them to leave and they're left with 10,000. Oh, why are you doing this, God? So he can get the credit. He's going to get the credit here. It's exciting. But you may be in in a time in your life where you've experienced loss. You're experiencing setbacks. And you're saying, man, well, I had all these resources last year. The year before last year, I was ahead of the game. I had this going. And all of a sudden, now I'm down to this? This is what I have to work with? And we... And we get discouraged. And I don't know if you've felt that way. Maybe somebody left out of your life. Somebody that you thought you could rely on. And you vested years into. And now it's not there. It's not what you thought it would be. Or maybe a relationship that's broken. Maybe you're close to the tail end of your parenting job. But your kids are getting close to the time when they're, it's not that too far off. And they're going to be on their own. And you feel like, man, I'm, I'm fa- I am I'm failed. Like, I, I started off good, but... I've let my child down. Or My business its like doing half of the gross that we did the year before or the two years ago and, and I have nothing. What do I have? I have no ability to invest and go forward. I'm stuck. Like even if I wanted to have a growth mindset, I wouldn't have what I need. Maybe you're there. I'm sure Gideon felt, must have felt some type of way Seeing 22,000. I mean, think about the Midianites watching them. Oh, then we want to fight, and <laughs> 10,000. And so it doesn't end there. It gets a little bit worse. <laughs> and sometimes it gets a little bit worse before God does his deal. Because he wants to, like I said, I'm 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 this type of belief. He wants he likes the impossible stories. He he wants to, to redeem those because he wants the credit. Check it out. Now we continue here. and then, So just to review real quick, what is the growth mindset? It's a new idea of who we are and who God is. Second is it's a fresh humility and a reliance on God because he's got to intervene or it's not going to happen. And then finally the growth mindset, what is it? It's a realization that we have all we need right now to accomplish the big things that God has planned for you in your life and us as the Awakening Church. We have all that we need. It's exciting. It's exciting. Let's check it out. Gideon's story here. It continues on. So God's like, I'm not done yet. You have too many people. 10,000 is way too many. I still want you to understand that I did this. So check this out. We're going to take uh, the men to drink in a pond and uh, or a lake or a river, whatever. And based off the way that they consume the water or drink the water, you will tell them to leave. And so half of them... Lapped up the water like a dog, and or, you know a certain amount of them—not half of them, but whatever—it was a different ratio. And and so what it boiled down to after a series of tests here is there were 300 people, 300 warriors left, 300 men. It's kind of like you know Xerxes, you know, like that 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 movie that came out a number of years ago. 300, 300 men against a horde of armies. It's our own biblical 300 right here. And then God starts to do his work. And the Lord told Gideon, with these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you victory over the Midianites. Send all the others home. So Gideon collected the provisions and the ram's horns of the other warriors and sent them home, but he kept the 300 men with him. Now, I'm, I'm assuming for Gideon as a leader, this is his bottom point. This is the rock bottom part. And he's like, he can't get any worse than this. And I'm sure those 300 men, they must have been a little bit insane, a little bit screws loose to stick with Gideon. But they do. They have great faith. They have a great mindset that God can do something. And he does. We're going to talk about that in a second, how the story ends. But what do, how do I want you to apply this? It's a really simple message. How do I want you to apply this in your life? Well, I want you to, this morning, decide and choose for yourself. Just like Gideon said to those men, if you're, t- if you're scared, go home. If you're not up to it, then leave. If you're comfortable with your fixed mindset, then okay. You can be a robot the rest of your life. But if you want to have a growth mindset, You need to choose into it. You need to make a decision that today, starting from this point on, I am going to do whatever it takes when it comes to my parenting and when it comes to my family or my marriage, when it comes to my education, when it comes to my workplace, my business that I'm running, whatever it comes to, that I'm going to have a mindset that it's not fixed. There's not a limited amount of resources but that there is unlimited potential within me. Sometimes churches get that wrong and they, and they get a fixed mindset and they start fighting over people. Oh, your person went to that church and this person goes to that church. And, and then it's like, hey, we have only this limited amount of resources. But the reality is, this is what happens in, in my junior, uh, junior high days when I was a junior high pastor, this, young, this church started locally and a lot of my junior hires left. And I went to the, my boss, my the senior pastor. I was like, we got to do something about her stealing our people. And he smiled, he smiled at me, he said, she's not stealing our people. He's like, there is more people than we could ever hold in this church, outside of the doors of the church that need Jesus, that don't know God. We need to go after them, not chase after rock stars. And I was like, oh, so there's not a limited amount of resources here. There's so many people out there that need Jesus that we need to go after, and it changed. So th- that's what I'm talking about this morning. It's right underneath our noses. Let me, let me go back. The idea of everything we need is right under our nose. Remember we read in Judges chapter 6, verses 12, when he said, The Lord is with you, mighty hero. And then he says, Go with the strength you have to rescue Ilites. I am sending you. Where is it? Where is it? Give it to me, Lord. Oh. Oh. Hmm. I can't find it. But anyway, in the story somewhere, God says, you have all that you need right there. You have all, what you, all you need is right there. You got it. You got it within you. So, Aaron, going back to your application, you have to choose your mindset, you have to choose to make a change. So, if you're struggling in school, you got to say, I'm not stupid. I'm smart. I have an unlimited capacity to be one of the most intelligent kids out there. You know some of the most greatest minds or failures in their early education? Albert Einstein. He, dro- he dropped out of high school. You go, you go, you go, there's lots of famous people that learn differently. If you're, in, in your, you're, you're studying for your college degree or your your master's, your doctor you have an unlimited potential. Most people stop reading after college. They never read another book again. They're, they stop learning because they go into autopilot, and it's a fixed mindset, and they don't grow anymore. They're pastors. They, they call them pastors who don't read. Okay? And then the sermons start getting really boring because there's no longer any external energy coming in their minds anymore. We need to be lifelong learners and choose to say, hey, you know, what are my gifts and talents that I've kind of just let go? Like, I used to I used to paint. I used to oil paint. And now I just have this half-painted oil painting sitting in my home. It's unfinished. But I have this, this gift that I'm just letting go I don't. Maybe you have something, some kind of gift you're letting go idle. You know what's really cool? I, I had gotten in a funk in the last couple of years. I had some setbacks. And I had started getting to a fixed mindset, and what God has done is reawakening to me a growth mindset. Growth mindset with my family, my spiritual walk, and with this church. And I'm excited. I, you know what I'm doing recently? I'm choosing a growth mindset. And I was like listening, uh, for example, the other day to uh, some classical music. My dad raised us on it. Some classical music. I was listening to it, and I, all of a sudden. It's some of my, my favorite compilation I throw together of all my favorite classics. Beethoven comes on. A be, you know, Beethoven, I love my German composers, right? Beethoven comes on, and there's this piano. It's called the Moonlight Sonata. And it comes on. It's so beautiful. It's so deep. It's so it's emotional. Now, my parents used to pay for me to go to piano lessons. I never did anything with it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn to play that song. We just had a, a, a family donate a baby grand piano to the church, and it's sitting in my living room. We're going to use it for grow groups and able to compose. and stuff. I was like, I've got a baby grand piano sitting in my living room. What am I, I going to waste this? I saw so I get on, online, and I'm learning. to. Play. I've already memorized the first, like, one-sixth of the song. is like, eight, uh, like 13 minutes long. I've already memorized the first two and a half minutes of the song. I can play from memory. And it's beautiful. It's exciting. Like it's part of my brain's waking up. And I was like, you know what? I need some culture in my family. I need to teach my girls some German, because we're the German roots, you know, the fuseless. So I uh, we, we purchased Rosetta Stone. And so my daughters and I, because I'm I'm at home uh, I'm homeschooling them for right now, and so I'm teaching them German. And we're starting to talk in German to each other. And it's cool. I'm like, whoa, I can learn this. You know, it's just, things are coming alive again and exciting, but it's a choice you have. There's gifts and talents that you've tucked in, in a way, and away. That's what we're going to talk about this month is awakening that mindset. And here's what I would like to say. In the time that I've been seeking God about the vision for this church, I don't want to talk about, hey, the awakening church is where people, where the unchurched love to attend, you know, and, or, hey, we're going to help people say yes to God and everything. I was like, no, I, Lord, I because I had some great coaching recently, and a coach talked to me about this. I was like, I No, I want a picture in my mind of what the awakening, where the Awakening Church will be a year from now. I want that, because then I can fight for it, I can go after it. And of course, you know, selfishly, there's some things that I'd like on that list, so, so I put them down. I'm going to be bold. There's so a couple things. I'd love this church to be 100 people in a year by now, if not more. I love us to be in a financially place where we can pay staff, several staff. I love to have m- way more baptisms, way more salvations than we've ever had in the history of this church. This is my heart. This is my passion. You may say it, it can't be done. It's impossible. With God, all things are possible. We can do these things. But more so than that, I think on a deeper level, I think, I think. If I could look at, you know, those are the superficial things, kind of like, you know, hey, these are the measurable things. But really, you know how I talked about the last couple of weeks knowing God? I, I see a church that will have shifted because they know God, because they spend time with Him. They've shifted from a fixed mindset, rubber-stamped this is how you ought to do church. This is how you ought to grow. This is how you, to move to a growth mindset to where there is unlimited potential for this church to grow and have an impact on our community, to have lives change, for people to get baptized, for people to, to make big impacts and discover their calling and their giftedness, the things that they can do to make this world better. That's what this church can do. We, can, we're, we are a church of Gideon where we have been whittled down to 300. But if you have a growth mindset with what's right in front of us, we can do it. We can do it together. We can change this community one person at a time. But we got to change our minds. And so the picture I see of us as a church a year from now, as a church that's transitioned in their mindset to limited resources, limited growing, limited uh, uh, spiritual growth, intellectual growth, business growth. From that, like, hey, we have to like hold on to what we got because, you know, it's it's, it's, it's all we have to wait. No, dude, let's get out of the box here a little bit. Let's think creatively. Let's start getting some people involved in our neighborhood and friends that I have and fighting them Maybe I ought to start getting more into the words so I can encourage them spiritually. It, 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 the possibilities are endless, guys. We can do this, but we can, we can do it together. If you hang around with people that have fixed mindsets and say it can't be done, you're out of your mind, stay at your level, there's the glass ceiling, you can't get past it, then guess what? You're going to get stuck and Fixed. If you have a growth mindset, and God's in that, God's the one that's breathing it out. It's not just man-made or man-effort, but it's God. Everything changes. Your mindset changes the lens by what you see, and then everything changes. Let's take a look at this story, how it ended. Real quick review. What is a mindset, a growth mindset? A new idea of who we are, who God is. A fresh humility and reliance on God, because he needs to do it at, it's got to be him. He's got to get the credit and the realization that we have all the tools we need right underneath our belts. But here's how the story ends. Judges chapter 7, verses 19 through 22. This is what it says. It was just after midnight, after the changing of the garden, and the Gideon and a hundred of the men with him, by the way, there are 300, so a hundred were with Gideon, and the other hundreds were in different parts of the encampment of the Midianites. So they reached the edge of the Midianite camp. Suddenly, They blew the ram's horns and broke their clay drawers and then the three groups, I'm sorry, and then they Oh, let me read that again. They held the blazing torches in their left hands and the horns in the right hands and they all shouted, "A sword for the Lord and for Gideon." Each man stood at his position around the camp and watched as the Midianites rushed around in panic, shouting as they ran to escape. When the 300 Israelites blew their rams' horns, the Lord caused the warriors in the camp to fight against each other with their swords. It was panic. It was mayhem. These three hundred men, when they're screaming and ranting and raving, the Midianites woke up and just a frantic, just rage and started offing each other, just killing each other with swords, running each other through. And the Israelites are just sitting there, like they didn't lift the they didn't lift a hand. And those who were, who were not killed fled to places as far away as Beth near Zariah and the border of Abel Molah near Tabith. All right, so they were chased down the remainder of these warriors and slaughtered them. They kicked their tail out of Israel, and there were no more occupation. It was a great victory 300 men against hordes of Midianites. If Gideon went to the war chiefs and the the war scholars of today and sat down with them in an advisory meeting and they were advising Gideon on how to do war, they would be like, it can't be done. You You don't have the resources, you don't have the numbers, you don't have the firepower. It can't be done. You can't do it. But we don't live in that world. We don't. Because by living in God's realm, it changes the way we think, to where some people of this world, the cookie cutter people, look at you and say eh, they got a little few screw loose. And I tell you what, we may at the awakening have a few people with the screw loose, but we can do big things because we have big faith and we have a mindset that nothing is impossible with God. Amen. We're going to close in prayer. We're going to invite the band up. I'm pumped. I'm excited about what God's gonna do this year. And I hope that you are as well. And as we pray, we're gonna do business with God and we're gonna ask him because sometimes it's, it's, not, it's not something we can do in our own strength to change our mindset for that light bulb to go on. So we're gonna ask him to do that for you. If we can bow our heads and close our eyes. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this new series, what we're learning and what, your God's, what God's word, your word has to say about the way we think. And Lord, this morning, some of us have been stuck in a mentality that we're failures, or our family's broken and it'll always be that way, or and we just need to just accept it, or our business is gonna go under, or is just gonna stay mediocre and barely make ends meet, or we just whatever it is, we have a mindset that's fixed, and we can't fix it. We can't snap ourselves out of that funk, but you can. But you can, Father. Together, by the power of your spirit, by the inspiration of believers encouraging each other, challenging each other, we can. We can do it together. So, Lord, I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit right now. If you're in here, and I just want you to be courageous. I don't care. Nobody's going to look around. Everybody's going to keep their eyes closed, head bowed. If you are today wanting to decide whether it's spiritually growing, growing in your family, growing in relationship, growing in your business, growing uh, the church, whatever it is, if you're ready, like, hey, something needs to change. A mindset needs to change in my life right now. If you're ready for that, would you be courageous without anybody looking around? Would you raise your hand so I can pray for you? I'm raising my hand. God bless you. God bless you. Awesome. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you great. Awesome. God bless you. Lord, uh, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit right now, as you begin to rest on the hearts and the minds of each and every one of us right now, Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that there would be a switch flick right now in Jesus' name. The light bulb's turning on in hearts and minds right now in Jesus' name, Lord, we pray your Spirit does it. Turn it on in us. Lord, help us to believe and see who it is that we are. Lord, how we are made in your image. We are sons and daughters of you, of God. And, and we are, are masterpieces. We have unlimited capacities to be innovative, to, to make a contribution, to change other people's lives. We have an unlimited resources. Lord, awaken that in us, in us right now in Jesus' name. Awaken it in us. Help us. Take that first step. Do it supernaturally, Lord. But also, in in partnership with your spirit, Lord, let us make a decision right now to make a change, to decide that we are going to think differently. We're not going to believe the lies that people say you are a failure. You're never going to make it. You're not smart. You're not talented. We're not. We, we rebuke those lies in Jesus' name. And Lord, we start to receive right now, by your power, the identity that we need to have in you to have a growth mindset. Lord, we are more than conquerors. We're masterpieces and we pray we embrace that in Jesus' name. Continue to pray this morning. If you are in here and you have never given your heart to Jesus, I want to tell you this morning that without Him in your life, I'm sorry, there is no possible way to escape a fixed mindset in your life without Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way the truth and the light. No one comes to the Father. No one has an awakening of their mind, the Spirit, but through Jesus. Maybe you haven't made that decision yet, but I'm here to tell you, if you do, it will change radically the way you think. And then you will have something awaken you, the capacity to go way further in your life, to have way more joy and fulfillment than you could ever muster up on your own. So maybe you haven't said yes to him yet. I want to to give you an opportunity to do that. And maybe you have a long time ago, but you need to make things right. You need to get back on track so that God continues to do work in you. I'm going to show you how to say a prayer. So either one of those cases, this is how you pray. And everybody can pray with me, please, Uh, so nobody feels left out. You just say these words. Say, Jesus, uh, forgive me of my sin. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for me. But not only did you die on the cross, You rose from the dead. You conquered death so that I could be free. Jesus, I believe you're Lord, and I want you to be the Lord of my life. Come into my heart. Wash me clean. Make me a new person. Change my mindset. Jesus name continue to pray this morning if that's you if you said that prayer for the first time or you said it as a way of just rededicating your life and saying hey I want to belong to Jesus I want to grow into the best version of me if that was you this morning without anybody looking around heads bound eyes closed would you be courageous would you raise your hand so I can thank God for you anybody in here God bless you God bless you alright let's uh Let's close here and pray. Lord, we thank you so much for what you're doing. And we're excited in this new year. We're excited. We have anticipation of the growth that you have in store for us. And Lord, I pray that in every situation, even when we experience a setback or two here or there, that you would help us to see the way things that you see them, to step outside of our limited understanding and lean on you pray this in Jesus precious name and everybody said amen amen hey listen we're gonna we're gonna do a worship song this is part of the the power power that helps us change the mindset like in fact when you're going through something and you realize that yeah, I'm getting kind of stuck here I'm kind of getting a fixed mindset you know what you do you bust out and start praising God you start praising Jesus and watch your mindset change Paul and Silas they were in like chains in prison and they're starting the middle of the night they start just praising God because the, the mindset changes and all the other pr- prisoners are baffled by it. So, whenever you're going through something, this is, this is the power that happens here the change mindset. Focus, fix your eyes on him. Let's push him together.